Welcome back to the Bill Bennett Podcast. I'm Claude Jennings. Bill just got back in town. He was in Aspen, uh, not on vacation. <laughs> he was with his family, but not on vacation. He was actually speaking uh, to the Republican governors. Uh, they had him out there uh, for a conference, and his portion, uh, of course, had to do with education. And as he just gets back in town, we thought it would be a good idea to do a quick recording for the podcast to talk about uh, what he talked about and what was the theme that resonated most with the governors uh, while he was there. So we're going to play those back for you. We've got a full show coming up next week. Um, so, And we're going to get to those emails. Don, Jane, uh, Vern, Timothy, Brian, Marsha, thank you guys so much for emailing and many others. Uh, you know, Thank you for those emails. We're going to get to them um, on the show next week. But right now we're going to get to Bill's time in Aspen. Glad he's back home. But first, I want to let you know about our friends at Bank on Your Have you been dreading looking at your 401k or your IRA account balance? Yeah, things aren't looking really good right now. And you're not alone. And the experts say there has been no place to hide. But that is simply not true. The truth is you can build a financial bunker that grows and protects your money during even the scariest economic times. The Bank on Yourself Retirement Plan Alternative lets you escape the financial carnage that has never had a losing year in over 160 years. Whether you have been investing for years or just started out, now is the time to bypass Wall Street and bank on yourself. Bank on Yourself lets you reach your financial goals and dreams without taking any unnecessary risks. You get guaranteed predictable growth and retirement income with no luck, skill, or guesswork needed. This strategy also lets you take a tax-free retirement income, which protects you from the coming tax tsunami. Unlike the government-controlled 401k, IRA, or similar plan, you control the money in your plan, not the government. You can use your money for any purpose with no questions asked without interrupting the growth of your savings. This is the strategy Famous businesses like McDonald's have used when no banker would lend them a dime and almost anyone can do it. No volatility. Your plan doesn't go backward when the markets tumble. Both your principal and growth are protected. Peace of mind. Perhaps the best reason of all. You'll know the minimum guaranteed value of your plan on the day you plan to tap into it and at every point along the way. You can get a free report with all the details of how adding bank on yourself to your financial plan can help you take back control of your money. Just go to bankonyourself.com slash bill. That's bankonyourself.com slash bill. This information is for educational purposes only and is not a solicitation for the purchase of any financial product. All guarantees are based on the claims paying ability of the insurer. So you just got back from Aspen, correct? Aspen, Colorado. Uh-huh. And you were out there on business. Yeah, uh-huh. I, actually, I, you say that like it's in quotes. <laughs> I was Republican right. governors. Mm-hmm. They had me on a panel speaking about education. But it's a place I know well. I frequented Colorado a lot, as you know. Uh, my assistant at education used to tell people, if you want them to open school for you in September... Try to live near a major mountain range because <laughs> I was interested in hiking and climbing right. mountains. Colorado has 55 14,000-foot peaks. I've climbed 34 of them. Wow. 
But not this time. No, you know. No, sir. Uh, as we're talking, approaching my 79th mm-hmm. uh, birthday, getting close to 80. Uh, and uh, it was beautiful. And I was so glad to see it again. But I don't know that I'll see it one, one more time because I felt it, man. I just oh, okay. felt The it. altitude. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, a lot of people do. I sure. mean, a lot of young yeah, yeah. and shaped people do. Mm-hmm. But I, I, really, uh, I really felt it. But anyway, it was great. It was a great time. Uh, both my sons were there nice. and their wives. I Wonderful. Say. Mm-hmm. Just say my sons. Right. <laughs> Our families were there. My <laughs> wife was there. <laughs> Goodness gracious. So we had uh, you know, a chance to get together. That was really good. Mm-hmm. And then I talked to the governors. And, you know, I the audience was Republican governors. They were all there mm-hmm. except for DeSantis. Okay. You know, maybe the one everybody wanted to see. Right. Though I'll tell you, Glenn Youngkin was his pop popular as anybody okay and then all sorts of supporters of uh republican governors were there in the audience speaking of youngkin uh they were just there was just a poll that came out uh yesterday uh, that he's got a pretty good approval ratings right now in virginia uh, so he's looking good was uh governor hogan there? i mean it's just local stuff for me hogan but, was okay there. all right yeah, hogan okay. was there yeah uh, you know, I, I met some governors i had met for governor lee from tennessee all right very impressive guy mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm others, but, but I gave my talk and I, you know, I'm very honest with the audience and it was a kind of Bennett, um, uh, you know, list content, character, choice, schools, what's going on, Supreme court, blah, blah, blah. And then I got into something to which the audience really responded. I, I don't even know how I got there because I wasn't planning when I was preparing my remarks, but I found myself saying, whatever happened to work? What is this with all these people home from work? I mean, I know, you know, as a good Republican, I should blame Biden on, you know, (laughs) for sending money and keep, you know, so people could stay at home. You know, Trump did some of that, too, though. Sure. Yeah, yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. Uh, And okay, fair enough. But was there already a predisposition not to work Hmm. among young people? Okay. Uh, I think you got to really foster that impulse or desire to work. Mm Mm-hmm. And you got to teach. And the biggest applause line I, I got was when I said, we need to uh, remind people of the value of work. And Justice Holmes said, uh, a man who has not worked and worked well has missed one of the great pleasures of life. Mm-hmm. I think that's true. And the line that, that the audience so positively responded to is I said, we have to uh, reinstate that passion for work. Mm. To, to want to get up on a Monday, not to dread the Monday. We used to talk at the radio show, even though the hours were so ridiculous mm-hmm. <laughs> about, you know, looking for Saturday. But, you know, Saturday was great. Sunday was great. But I was re- looking for Monday. Mm-hmm. Back in the saddle. Go ahead. Yeah, and I was going to say that was a theme that we talked about on the show a ton. You know, the importance of work and not just work like say, for work's sake, but being passionate about what you're working for, uh, being passionate about work itself. The importance of putting your name on some work and being proud of the job that you did. That's right. And we talk. uh, I'm trying to remember. Was it Mike Rowe, one of the guys? The TV show about you know hard jobs or just kind of that pride in that kind of work. And you don't see that anymore. There's this emphasis, you know, especially if you're on social media, you're watching television on the lifestyle that one would live had you know if their work somehow afforded them the benefit of doing it but we leave the work out and so everybody wants to seemingly you know show off or live whatever lifestyle they think you can get if you have a ton of money but they don't emphasize the work or a portion of that i guess yeah as if the object of life were enjoyment on a yacht or a beach right 
We're talking now about this billion-dollar jackpot in the lottery. Mm-hmm. But maybe the really lucky people are all the people who don't win it. Right. <laughs> I mean, you look at you look at the history of people who've won these huge mm-hmm. lotteries. Mm-hmm. A lot of it's not very pretty. Yeah. No, you're right. You know, you're they're right. set upon by you know people who want to take their money and they, you know, they 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 do a lot of things with it. Not always wise, mm-hmm. but but that aside, you know, you're right. I, I like the way you put that. You put your mark on it. You put your name on it. Mm-hmm. You also your kids see you doing it. Right. I mean, your son sees you getting up early. I don't, is he awake when you're up? There are days when he is, yeah. He's he's up some days. He knows that I'm going to work. He asks to come with me to the radio station often. There are times where, you know, I'll, again, we homeschool him. My mom's a retired teacher. And so, like, hey, I want to take him to work with me tomorrow. And she's fine with that. And so I'll, I'll get his books. And he'll come with me, you know, quarter to five in the morning. And he's in the car and he's up and he wants to he wants to help. But like you said, because he, he sees me doing it and he and he wants to do it as well. And if you don't have a father, you mm-hmm. don't see that. Maybe you see your mom working, mm-hmm. but, you know, her work is never done, you know. Right. <laughs> yep. Mrs. Bennett right said just there. the other night, a man's work is son to son. A woman's work is never done. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but he sees you working and you don't even have to say this is important. He knows it's important. Right. Uh, at some point you'll explain to him, you know, that's where the money comes from. Mm-hmm. I remember driving up the street, passing a bank when my younger son was about, I don't know, seven or something. He looked at the bank, said, that's where the money is, right? I said, yeah. He said, do you just go in there and ask for it and they give it to you? I said, no, <laughs> you have to earn it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What does earn it mean? Uh, work. And, um, you know, the satisfaction that comes from maybe homes again, hammering out as fine a piece of work as you can and saying, you know, I did that. Mm-hmm. Uh, people who work with their hands can see that every day. Sure. Um, you know, I, I had a decision to make about my work when I was invited to basically to, to be endorsed by a incumbent for a Senate seat. And uh, he said, "I, you know, and you, you're very popular in the state, and I'll support you. And for me to run, I, I, I didn't have much interest in elective politics anyway for my, myself. But I would have had to given up writing of the Book of Virtues. Oh, wow. And I chose the latter work because mm-hmm. that was work that was more important to me at that time. And uh, when I think about any legacy I might have, that'll be that'll be a big piece. Mm-hmm. And um, even if it's not a big piece, it's a piece, and it's something my kids, my grandkids, can look at and say, "Hey, you know, I knew that guy, and he did this. He did this work." Uh, anyway, the reaction I said a passion for work, and the audience just kind of exploded in applause. Mm-hmm. I, you know, imagine all the people there, working people. Sure, yeah. And um, it was it was it was it was good because the governors talked about you know workforce problems sure. and the, the need to you know fill jobs and uh gosh i mean they're offering huge sums of money um this connects with so many other things like higher ed which i'm ready to just scotch just the <laughs> hell with it i mean if, if they can't get any more woke and stupid about things yeah um, we're not teaching people things anymore. No, just, and just go out. You'll learn how to weld, man. And, you yeah. know, <laughs> right. Well, you know, I mean, you talk about workforce and even education. I mean, there what there's a uh, again, I, I don't want to be local, but I imagine it's probably like this in other places in the, in the country. And people can email in if it's like this. Bill Bennett podcast at gmail dot com and uh, Prince George's County, Maryland job fair for teachers. 
And it's a signing bonus for teachers. Washington, D.C., uh, Mayor Bowser, same thing, job fair for teachers, a signing bonus. And you're just wondering, they can't find people who want to work, who they can't find teachers who want to teach in classrooms anymore. They don't want to do it. And they're paying the money. Yeah, yeah. And when you talk to these teachers, it's fun. It, it, you know, it's, it's uh, some union stuff. Uh, a lot of it has to do with behavior issues with the kids. They don't want to deal with it anymore. Um, and then I remember, I'm trying to remember which uh, school district this was, where they took the... Um, I forget what they call them, but the officers out of uh, the schools, because, you know, if, if a kid gets up in a female teacher's face and the officer comes in and pushes the kid back down against the wall, the officer gets suspended. So now I said, well, now we've got to take these officers out. And, and teachers and parents are like, whoa, whoa, whoa. We yeah. need these security yeah, officers we need here these because the kids are getting out of control. Yeah. And that gets back to a home thing and a community thing that you've been talking about. So, yeah, I mean, they don't want to teach. It's dangerous for the teachers in some cases. Well, I, you know, I will concede you bring up a good point, which is that many of workplaces are not what they used to be. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, if, if you're watching the news, you know, going to work in, in New York, and the subway is not exactly a uplifting experience. No, right. And can be really bad. Mm-hmm. Did you see this kid who, you know, jumped the, the turnstile mm-hmm. and cop grabbed him? Cop was not arresting him. His cop was actually letting him go, just saying, don't do this again. Mm-hmm. And the kid just started punching the cops and just beating the heck out of the cop. Now, when they finally subdued the kid, they went in and booked him. And, of course, he was immediately released. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No cash mm-hmm. bond, you know. No cash bail. So, uh, uh, you know, there, there's there's some danger here in some of these settings. And I understand. Um, I remember talking to teachers after I visited 150 schools and said, you know, what's the single thing that would most improve your job? And the thing that got the most votes was uh, a more thoughtful, uh, considered, considerate parent, mm-hmm. you know, who gets them ready, at least an attitude. Mm-hmm. If they don't remember their mittens on a cold day, okay, but send them to school, tell them to listen to the teacher, you know, be and do respectful. Their work. Be respectful mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So uh, there, there is that, but, um, I don't know this teaching thing. I mean, I think they just shot themselves in the, in the, in the head <laughs> sure. with uh, you know with COVID. But um, anyway, the whole world of work and what work means. And if we created this uh, industrial, uh, this leisure society, there's a great story in the Book of Virtues called the uh, Horses of Sybaris. So the 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 Sybaris was this very successful Greek community, and they had these horses which they used in military battle. Mm-hmm. And when they had uh, won their victory, they taught the uh, horses how to dance <laughs> and stopped doing the military drills uh, and taught these uh, great, uh, great uh, equine uh, species how to dance. And uh, as it turned out, they had to go to war like a few years later. And when they did and advanced on their horses, the enemy played some tunes <laughs> and the horses started to dance and the, uh, the Sybarites were defeated. Um you know, uh, teach people, you know, how to enjoy their leisure, but teach them the ways of war, too, and teach them how to work. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I mean, I, I think we've instilled it in our sons. I work hard. My wife works hard. Mm-hmm. Um, your son has to see this, and, and you, too. Sure, yeah. So that's, you know, you know, do as I do, not as I say. I mean, you can say it all day long, but he sees it. Right. And so he's going to probably emulate it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm hoping so. You know, we, we, we sure, so. yeah, <laughs> sure he will. Mm-hmm. Um, with your example, anything else from Aspen you want to 
did uh, and highlight? It is one beautiful place. Um, it really is. And I, I have a joke about Aspen that they have a you know, gate there and they don't let you in unless you're really good looking. <laughs> Everybody in my family can get it e- easily, right. except I'm worried about being screened out. Right. <laughs> you got to know I'm, I'm here with them. I'm, I'm yeah, I'm with them. Of, yeah, I'm this group here. No, you're not. <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, we all had a we all had a good time. Um, yeah, I just you know just some good hall conversations with some governors, and um, you know just taking a temperature. Uh, Republicans are very psyched up about November. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I see the reason for it, but they need to be careful. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, uh, we'll see. But, um, it was, uh, it was interesting. It was exciting. Uh, I, I wanted to work well, but I wasn't feeling my best because the altitude, mm-hmm. but I think we pulled it off. Okay. All right. That's it for today's episode. We'd love to hear your thoughts, especially on Bill's comments about work the importance of work uh, bill bennett podcast at gmail.com again jane uh, timothy marcia so many folks we're going to get with you next week to respond to those emails all right we'll catch you up next week 